Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of The Journey Podcast. We are your hosts, Cav Datfer and Jordan Banks, and today's guest is the multi-award winning writer and author, Ben Lerville. Ben, lovely to have you with us today. How are you? I'm, I'm good, thanks, Cav. It's great to be here. Fantastic. Um, so you've just actually come back from a trip um, last night. So tell us about it. What have you been doing? Yeah, that's right. I was up in uh, up in Northumberland, up at uh, Kielder, doing a piece on uh, dark skies tourism, so stargazing uh, essentially. And it was it was uh, it was fantastic. It was um, uh, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. So I'd never been to a, a sort of formal observatory. Um, went to a couple, went to a, a smaller one called Battlesteads, and then had a couple of sessions, including the late night session at uh, Kielda, uh, which is obviously the uh, the sort of main observatory up there. And it, it was just mind blowing. The, the guys up there, the staff, um, they're just full of uh, incredible statistics that, you know, make me... Uh, sort of rethink our, our, our tiny place in the universe and the skies were sort of reasonably clear um and you know at one point we were looking at andromeda which is i think two and a half million light years away um all, all this you know I- I- incredible stuff really so um, the, le- the late night session was really special you know uh, uh, i don't think got back to the tent till about 3 a.m um so it was, uh, yeah, it was really good. I'm uh, looking forward to, to writing it up. Oh, fantastic. Um, it's, it's, I mean, I suppose uh, it's something, it's a type of tourism and, and adventure that's growing, I think, isn't it? Stargazing and sort of dark skies. It, it, yeah, no, it really is. I, I had a meeting with a, 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 one of the guys that's been um, kind of instrumental behind, because uh, it, it's got official dark sky park status. Um, uh, Northumberland has th- this particular uh, sort of swathe of Northumberland. It's a pretty big area, 
um, that is officially uh, a dark sky park. And yeah, I hadn't really realised that, uh, you know, it, 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 it's really sort of tied in with conservation quite, quite heavily um, uh, to do with sort of light pollution and the, the, the you know, keeping, uh, keeping light pollution as, as minimal as possible, not, not just for us, but for, for, for wildlife. And just appreciate dark skies and it's a very you know there are there are various places around the country now that have tapped into dark sky tourism but there doesn't seem to be any sort of um rivalry or competition between the different regions you know it's like galloway snowdonia um i think yorkshire moors i think i'm right in saying have uh, dark sky status and uh it's all like they're all collaborating really like sharing information and and uh, tips on how to how to set this up you know because they, they want to kind of share the love as it were it's, it's not kind of um you know there's there's no rivalry which which was which was really nice to uh to see that's that's really great to hear actually that um you know people are sort of coming together and and i suppose that's uh it, it, it has become more apparent over lockdown and COVID. And I think that's really sort of led to uh, not just, you know, national parks and things, but other, other industries coming together um, and sort of working together. And um, I want to go sort of take you back all the way to where it all began for you. Um, okay. You know, with your passion for travel, your, you know, passion for long distance walks, your, your passion for travel writing. T- tell us about it. Yeah, um, it, it was, I mean, in a funny kind of way, it, it was, uh, it didn't really start until I was a, a, a bit older. Um, you know, I didn't travel much when I was young. I had a, a couple of uh, really sort of profound, long travel experiences shortly after leaving university. Um, so, you know, mid-20s, that sort of thing. I, I, I like so many people, I did a um working holiday out in Australia for a year which was um which was pretty much life-changing looking back on it um and then a couple of years after that did a, a long trip out to China um by rail uh, I was I had a teaching placement out in China and uh ended up so spending a few months out there and then coming down through Vietnam and, and Cambodia and had, had the time of my life, really. Um, and that really, that's where I got the travel bug, I suppose. Um, travel writing itself, I never really, I don't think I even really knew it was a, a thing. <laughs> um, I know that sounds a bit strange, but it wasn't until um, I got back from China um, I was really keen to get into writing. Initially, I wanted to be a, um, a sports writer or a music writer. Um, I did a postgraduate course in magazine journalism. It, I was living in London at the time and uh, basically was applying for, you know, after the course was just applying for everything and anything that was coming up. And this, uh, I ended up getting a job on a a, a, a sort of business travel magazine which is not uh, it's n- not a very sexy um title to start on but in hindsight it was absolutely brilliant because um through that and being in london at the time i was meeting all these uh, at, at, at evening events and sort of destination showcases and that sort of thing 
I was meeting all sorts of writers and editors and so on. And that gave me the confidence to, to go freelance a couple of, couple of years later. And this is like 15, 16 years ago. And from there, it was just really just, just plugging away, like really plugging away. I mean, you guys know what, it, what it's like. Just, just sending out endless pitches, trying to network, that sort of thing. Um, I, I was runner-up in a, one of the Wanderlust competitions, uh, travel writing competitions in about, I think it was about 2005, 2006, something like that. And that was a helping hand. And that helped me get a, a, a byline in there. And various other places started taking a punt on me. I had something in the independent. And then, you know, it sort of snowballed from there, really. And just little by little, start, you know, try to turn, steer the sort of ship towards um <laughs> the sort of stuff that I really enjoyed writing about um and yeah so that yeah that, I mean that's it in in, in a nutshell really that's how, how yeah. I got started I think I think something you said there is really interesting actually because you know me and Jordan do a lot of um, workshops and we we kind of get a lot of uh you know photographers mostly who who want to know how to sort of what what life is actually really like as a freelancer and I think that the thing mm. you said there which is really important and, and the key part of it is plugging away you know and I think yeah. it doesn't matter how experienced you are you still have to plug away and you still have to sort of you know go through the process uh, I mean Jordan you'd agree with that when you you'd say that's kind of almost the most important thing yeah 100 percent. yeah I'd agree with that totally I mean it's it's a bit annoying that you have to just keep plugging away don't get me wrong but it is you know no matter how experienced or in my experience no how much no matter how experienced you become, you're still going to experience rejection and, you know, and just have to keep finding new contacts, editors leave, change positions, picture editors change, you know, it's, it's constant, isn't it? But um, I guess that's it what is. keeps it exciting. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah I've got <laughs> to look at it that way. Yeah. yeah. yeah it would be much better if everyone was like uh, breaking down the door to come and uh, hire you, wouldn't it? But, uh, but maybe one day, who knows? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously beyond travel writing, you've also written children's books. So how did, how did that come about? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, this is going to be a running thing, plugging away, really. Uh, the, I'd, I'd been wanting to do it for years. Um, I mean, I, I think, again, like a lot of people, uh, a, lot, a lot of uh, parents of young kids, my, my kids are now t uh, nine and 12. Um, when my son was born, my eldest, um, you know, reading all these books to him over the years, some of them are great, some of them aren't so great. And the, 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 the great ones, you start thinking, well, this, this would be a load of fun, actually, to put together... Uh, a really interesting book for kids. Um, so I, I started uh, putting together texts, approaching agents, uh, had very, very little luck for, uh, again, quite a few years. Um, I, you know, I wasn't doing this constantly. I, every few months I'd, I'd sort of try and get things, get things going again. And eventually um, uh, found uh, my current agent who, who 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 again just took a punt on me really on on, on the strength of a, a couple of texts um arranged a meeting with a publisher um and through that uh this would be about five years ago now four or five years ago um my first 
non-fiction book came out through that, which was um, uh, an absolute joy to work on, really. And, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's now quite a big part of um, of what I do. And I, I, I love it. It, 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 it. It's mainly non-fiction books. Um, I do have one fiction title coming out. Um, I'm not sure when. Uh, next year sometime, I'd possibly. But uh, the, the time scale with, with with children's books is is, is crazy. That's, that's that's one massive difference. You know, if you're doing stuff for some of the, the like travel stuff for some of the newspapers, it's like right, we need it by you know today's Tuesday. We need it by Thursday evening or whatever. It's and um, with the children's books, it's okay. Um, right, we'll, we'll give this go ahead. Uh, it'll probably be published in like two and a half years time or something. Because they have to get the you know the illustrators involved and all this sort of stuff, so the the timescales are, are are really really uh, <sighs> crazy in a way. But yeah, no, it's it's brilliant to to do this because a lot of it ties in to the subject matter. Um, uh, a lot of it ties in with, with 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 stuff that interests me from a travel perspective as well. So uh, you know, wildlife history, um, doing. A book on the Stone Age uh, is coming out uh, in a, uh, 18 months or so. There's something out, out coming out in spring on sort of survival skills, um, trees, I've got one coming out, trees. So that sort of stuff, you know, so there's a kind of crossover, but, but it's great. I really enjoy um, working on those bigger projects because like we were saying with, with, with the travel stuff, the travel stuff is hugely rewarding, but um, you the kind of hustle uh, can get exhausting sometimes yeah of course of you know course. constantly having to go here there and everywhere yeah of course i mean i don't it's 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 a privilege obviously and a, a joy to be able to experience new places but um yeah it you know it's nice to be able to balance that with a, with with some larger projects as well yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, and 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 your books obviously are available to buy still. If people wanted to, they, they are absolutely. Yeah, yeah there, was, there, there was there was one out just uh, just a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, called, called "One Moment in Time." It's for very young kids. It's it sort of it, it takes a journey around the world, um, uh, going through different time zones, looking at what different children are doing at, at the same moment in time. So, um, you know. The, a boy in Mexico is having his breakfast at the same time as uh, you know, a girl in New York's going to hopping on the school bus, and you know, a boy in Scotland's having a music lesson. That are, you know, it's going around the world like that, just introducing the well, in one way, just trying to sort of spread a, 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 a nice message of, of unity. You know, we're all in, on, on one world under one sky, and so on. Um, but just and just introducing the concept of. Um, time zones i guess <laughs> fantastic well you've just you've just sorted out one of my stocking present uh stocking oh, brilliant. for for brilliant. christmas so fantastic oh, thanks fantastic. for that <laughs> um let, let's move on to your kind of one of your specialities is in writing about long distance walks and actually obviously undertaking them as well mm. Mm. how many have you done over the years how many have you done? wow um do you know what it'd be really hard to put a number on <laughs> and I, I guess in a way it, it depends what 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 qualifies as a long distance walk in terms of multi-day walks uh, which i guess is what a long distance walk would would be um god, I, I really a, a fair few a fair few now <laughs> a, 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 a lot of them a lot of them in 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 the uk but equally i've i've you know been 
fortunate enough to to do really sort of memorable walks in oh you know tasmania peru a couple of incredible walks in kenya actually um you know that that sort of thing oh the the brilliant walk the other year through different sort of balkan countries um yeah it's 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 again it's just something i really enjoy writing about I think um, there's something about sort of stepping onto a trail um, with a few days walk ahead of you that that's just it's just good for you in so many ways. It's it, it's almost as though you know you, you turn the out of office off. Oh, sorry, turn the out of office on. Turn your computer off. Put your phone away, and it's like suddenly all you know. You step on the trail. It's like all the uh, all the sort of switches in your mind like flick on you know it's like okay right what can I see what can I hear what can I smell and and you you're just in in in, in a sort of heightened state but well, you know I'm sort of speaking this is sort of how it feels for for me anyway you're in in a sort of heightened state of awareness more I want to say cliche isn't it you you you're more connected with with where you are and when you have a a, a kind of a set number of miles ahead of you um, I don't like covering kind of too far in one day because it becomes more of a kind of, oh, I have to be at place A by uh, a certain time. It, you know, there's no greater luxury really to my mind than having, you know, eight hours ahead of you and, and, and you know, 15 miles to, to to sort of amble along. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't <laughs> say I'm a particularly uh, speedy walker. Um, but yeah, I, I just... I get so much out of it. And, and from a writing point of view, I think, you know, I know that there is, <laughs> I, I've spoken to an editor in the past who's like, well, yeah, walking pieces is all just, oh, well, I went for a walk and it was nice. And I, I, I do get that <laughs> to a certain <laughs> extent, it, but it, it's about trying to bring more to that, um, to the narrative. If you're writing about it, there's always stuff to, 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 to bring it more to life. Um, you know, depending on where you're walking and, um, you know, whether there's a sort of theme behind the trail or, or, or what have you, there's always, you know, whether, whether it is wildlife or history or who you meet or the, the, the different places you're going through, the landscape, you know, it could be along the coast, it could be all, all sorts to sort of bring in um, from that respect. Uh, and again, you know, depending on where you are in the world, it's, it's, it's a chance to um just to sort of see things at, at a measured pace you know meet meet incredible people what actually one um long distance walk i did uh, eight or nine years ago was was covering part of the uh the abraham path out 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 in um it's it, it's it's an extraordinary initiative it's all about sort of uh intercultural connections through walking and I, I know the plan was initially to kind of follow the footsteps that Abraham himself would have walked how many thousands of years ago, um, because he's like a key figure in, in various different religions. And it, the, I know initially the plan was that this path would connect, would go all the way from like Turkey, Syria, Jordan, through to Palestine and Israel. And I was um, fortunate enough to, to do a sort of four day section in the West Bank. Um, uh, yeah, this was eight or nine years ago with a small group of, uh, uh, of others. And it was, you know, it really was extraordinary. You're meeting people on a, 
how can I put it? You know, the, the, the whole thing that underpins that initiative is, it's like I say, it's all, all about connections. And, you know, when you're moving at that pace, if you're, if you're walking and talking with someone or if you're being welcomed into someone's home, um, it's just, you know, walking and talking, it, it, it sort of unknots the mind a bit. You, 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 you get to talking about all sorts of, uh, it's, it's sort of, a, it's, it's, a, it's a natural way of speaking about quite heavy stuff sometimes. Yeah, and I think, and I think it's, I find, I mean, I've, I've not done any walks, which obviously is as long as what you've done. But what I find is uh, it kind of focuses you, I think, as well. It kind of allows you to really give, well, certainly does with me, gives me a kind of clarity in, in not just the walk, but what I'm actually there for as well sometimes. And I, and I love that. So let me ask you this then. Obviously, you've done a lot of walks. You've done, um, you know, all, all over all sort of distances, toughness. Which was the one that made you curse and swear the most? Because that's what mm. I tend to do on my walks. Uh, um, well, maybe curse and swear the most. The, the, well, the, there was a, a few. Yeah, actually, what, one does, does uh, jump to mind, actually. The, the, uh, the, there's a, a, an island up in the Shetlands called Unst, uh, which I think, I think is the northernmost inhabited island in the UK, I think there were there's a couple of sort of lighthouse outcrops slightly further north, I think. But yeah, it, I mean, it's an amazing island. I, I did this what they call a round Unst trek, um, which I think took three or four days. And it, it's a really, I mean, there's no sort of set route. Um, you just kind of stick to keep the sea on your left and keep walking, basically. Um, and the uh, you know the surroundings are incredible. There's I was I was there during the seabird uh, nesting season. So there's up at the sort of Hermanes uh, cliffs. There's tons of puffins and and guillemots and razorbills and so on. But there's there's also the, these birds, Arctic skewers. They call them um, what do they call them? Bonksies up there in the sort of local uh, local nickname for them. These birds, they're quite big birds and they nest rather than on the cliffs, they nest on, on, on the ground. Um, and you don't, because the grass is, is sort of fairly long and shaggy up there, you don't really notice them until you're, until, until they notice you. And <laughs> even though this was the last thing I wanted to do was, was, was sort of go anywhere near a, a, a bouncy nest, they were perceiving me as, as a threat and, and they're renowned for dive bombing. Um, so I had, a period of about four or five hours where I, I had to sort of walk around this headland and I was just being <laughs> attacked <laughs> by, these, by these big birds that sort of swooping in and kind of, you know, head height almost. I mean, at one point there was one sort of swoop down in front of me and sort of arrowed at me like this sort of exocet. I was having to throw myself to the ground like fairly regularly. So it, was, it was, um, you know, it, that, that, yeah, it was a fair amount of cursing and swearing going on there. Fantastic! Well, yeah. well that's that would have been a, a a great thing to watch actually from a dis, from a safe yeah, it distance. It probably would have been but... quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Jordan, what's been the walk you've sweared, sweared and cursed at the most? Because I certainly know mine. <laughs> I don't know, really. I don't think I don't I haven't done that many. The only one I can think of that springs to mind is the uh, Inca Trail. But I, I, there was nothing bad about it, other than me being particularly unfit and struggling with the uh, altitude a little bit. But no, I, can't, I haven't done many long walks. I mean, 
everything seems to be uphill, which is always a shame. I always get a bit annoyed by that. Everything good seems to involve a lot of walking up hills, even if they're short. But uh, so I maybe curse there. But yeah, no, not, I quite enjoy it to be honest. I think what uh, Ben was saying about being out in the open and just focusing your mind, just you know, you turn off all the computers and technology, you're just sort of in the moment is. I enjoy that. So yeah, don't really mind the actual walking around. It sort of just kills time really for me, which is nice. Yeah, I think I think I think. Um you know overall once you've kind of you're there and you're doing it it's great but I, I mean mine was certainly uh last year I was in Scotland and uh on the north coast and I I was walking to uh Sandwoods Bay and um oh, wow I mean I cursed so many times because I basically got absolutely soaked then <laughs> dried and then got soaked again and then it dried and I got soaked again so I basically sort of got soaked and dried about eight times on this walk and and I don't think I've ever sort of cursed as much as I did on that walk. Um, let's let's move on to journey. Obviously, you yeah. contributed to the first issue. Yeah, a really really lovely piece. What made you want to actually get involved? Um, you know, in in this project. Well, I mean, when when, when journey came along, um, it was it was it was two or three months into into the first uh, lockdown, wasn't it? Um, it was at the time it was it was you know I remember when that email dropped into my um it, it, it was I I, I I sort of leapt at it with, with it, it, was, it, it was a real godsend at the time it was, you know you guys would have heard this so many so many times but it it, it, it was it was such a, a a blessing for for freelancers uh at the time because things were, were so uncertain um and so Oh, yeah, frightening for, for 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 quite a while. Um, so to have a project like that that would that had freelancers at its core, um, you know, something really really quite special. Um, I thought I still do think that. Um, so for me, it was it was it was an absolute um, no brainer to to as to to, to whether you know, and, and I'm I'm delighted to have been part of a um the, the first issue I mean it's a, you know no matter how many people you show it to their the, their first reaction is always you know wow <laughs> this is uh, the the sort of size and 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 the whole look of it you know it's 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 a it's a really special uh publication oh that's that's lovely of you to say Ben and, and obviously we were delighted to have you on board and um you know your your piece actually was was a really really nice piece which was you know uk based and okay. obviously at the time when we were talking about it you know you you kind of had other ideas what what kind of made you think that that was the right story to to pitch for this particular issue because obviously you know when you are pitching something to a publication you kind of try and match what it is that they may be yeah. looking for well, that's right for them so what made you think that, that was the kind of the well, right thing for journey it, 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 it's known, I mean, obviously this, you know, we talk about Yorkshire, it, it's not the, 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 it's not like out of Mongolia, um, but the, this particular trail that I that wrote about in, in, in the mag, the Yorkshire World's Way, um, it, it's known as the quietest national trail um, in terms of the number of walkers it gets. And that element struck me as something that would 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 sit quite nicely with journey um which is uh, obviously all, all, all about experiencing uh 
a, a, a slightly non-mainstream um, way of, 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 of experiencing the world, um, which I'm, you know, all, all for. Um, and yeah, I, I suppose it was that element that that appealed. Uh, sorry, you can, might be able to hear the dog scratching there. Um, the uh, I yeah the, the 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 journey itself is is, is a, you know it starts off in fairly sort of unglamorous surroundings on, on you know underneath the Humber Bridge, but it, it's a really lovely walk. You know, you're, you're you're being led through all these all these beautiful dry valleys. And they're very, very quiet. Uh, most of them, uh, you, you really don't meet too many other uh, other walkers. So I think that element was was the one that that, that made me think it might be a good fit. And then went, well, I ran a few ideas past Emma, um, and that was the one that that appealed to her. And I have to say, I was really, really pleased that that was the one that appealed to her because it was it was probably the one I was keenest to uh, to write about. <laughs> yeah, it really is a fantastic story, and and of course. Um anyone who wants to uh, read that story get yourself a, a issue one of journey which uh, we don't actually have many of left now so um so that is really really a great story and and we could we could talk to you all day ben it's absolutely fantastic but we don't want to keep you too long so just finally um what have you got coming up next where are you off to next coming up next i'm i'm off to uh off to devon uh, fairly shortly, South Devon for, for a piece on uh, sort of Jurassic Coast, um, that area of the Jurassic Coast, I think it's the oldest section of the Jurassic Coast. Um, I just got the go ahead uh, a couple of days ago to, to, to get the uh, train out to Austria and do a snowshoeing piece um, in a few months, well, when there's snow. <laughs> Uh, hopefully that'll be December, but I'm not sure. Uh, in terms of overseas stuff, um, I have uh, a couple of other bigger trips that are likely to happen in in spring, um, but they're both, you know, for for obvious reasons, it, 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 sort of waiting for the green light at the moment. Um, so that's a bit frustrating. But one uh, would be a, a, another long distance rail trip, actually, out to Romania for a, a wildlife piece, which would be which I'm hugely, hugely excited by. Um, and then I've, I've been due to go uh, down to South Africa to do a, um, a sort of wildlife focused piece uh, down there with a, with a slightly um, fresher uh, angle. Um, but that, that, that was due to happen. Oh, it's, it's, it's had many false starts, put it that way. But ho hopefully it will uh, happen at some point in the not too distant future wow that, that i mean that all sounds incredibly exciting and I, I bet you can't wait to to get going um ben it's uh it's been an absolute pleasure having you and um hopefully we'll get to uh do another one of these soon and uh we'll have you on to tell us more about uh, what you've been up to because i certainly want to hear more um definitely well thank thank you both guys for for having me Good, good, to, uh, good, good to finally finally meet you both. <laughs> yeah, no, likewise. No Thanks for doing that, Ben. Yeah, it's great to have you here. I really appreciate it. It's been really interesting listening to you talk as well. I have to say quickly, it's one of my uh, one of my favourite pieces. I'm from Yorkshire originally, so um, 
All right. Your piece in Journey sort of resonated with me quite well. I, I miss it quite a lot all the time. I always head back up there. So, um, yeah, it was nice to have a little piece of home in the magazine or in issue one. Oh, cheers, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us uh, for this episode. And we'll hope to uh, have you with us next time on the next episode of the Journey podcast. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.